0: morning you have reached reflect live podcast i am your host michelle nelson and today i have renee michaels with me how are you renee
1: i'm i'm good now
0: (laughs) (laughs) we had a little bit of technical difficulty but you know what name of jesus we came on so there's that (laughs) you know that's what happens when when you go live you know you just you just never know and of course, I chose that kind of platform to where all things can happen. You know, why not?
1: Keeps it interesting.
0: It keeps it interesting. And, you know, and you test your patience. And, yes. hey, but we won, didn't we?
1: We did. Yes. Yeah. All right.
0: Oh, goodness. So how have you
1: been? Cold. But I'm sure you have, too. Right? Yeah. I don't like are you too.
0: a warm weather or cold weather person?
1: I am moderate weather. I don't like it too okay. hot. Um, and I definitely don't like it cold. Okay. So I like it in between. I don't want to get into the get me up into the you know nineties, hundreds. No, I'm not happy with that either. Just keep me nice in the middle.
0: <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, now you're in Oklahoma, right? Yes. Okay. What's the weather like there?
1: Uh, well, um, it's cold, and we're not. I don't think we're getting because you're in Missouri, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys have snow. Yes. We do not have snow. We've had threats of snow or like you know teasers of snow, but we've not had anything really settle. We had a little bit of dusting, but nothing to settle, and the roads have been mostly great. Um, on Tuesday, I had an interview with the news station in Tulsa, and fortunately, my husband took off work to drive me because the roads were horrible. But it really wasn't like heavy, you know, but just it froze so fast. So um, we usually get a lot of ice more so than just snow.
0: Right. Yeah, we. I live in the um, Springfield-Branson area, mm-hmm. and that's the same way we get a lot of ice and um, more than snow. But this time, this time we got we got a, quite a bit of snow. But I, I want to get into your exciting career. So yeah, uh, yeah. so I want to talk about your uh, upcoming show or uh, upcoming movie, Holy Flicks. Mm-hmm. But first, um, just tell us a little bit about how did your journey begin as an actor.
1: Well, of course, it's not much different than most people's, you know, Mm. dreaming, young girl dreaming of being in the spotlight on stage or on screen. You know, I love watching movies and I would imitate the actors. I would act out like entire scenes by myself doing this whole like, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Like I would do this um, just, you know, and getting lost in an imaginary world. So I think that it was something that I was just. Even as a child, God was preparing me to jump into this career without even realizing that's exactly the direction I was going to be headed.
0: Wow. Do you remember your first part or a play or movie? Like, do you remember your first one?
1: (laughs) I do. I was in elementary school and I I vaguely remember because we had like a lot of different activities in elementary school where you would dress up. But if if I'm correct, I think that my first one was I was a little Dutch girl because I remember wearing wooden shoes. So I think that was the first one, but it could have been when I was like a tree or something. I don't, I just, I know, I remember the, the wooden shoes. <laughs> okay. How, do you remember walking
0: in them? I couldn't even imagine.
1: I intend, yes. As a matter of fact, I loved them so much because I remember walking them, walking down the hall in the school with them without even having, like, it wasn't even time to put them on. And I just wanted <laughs> to wear them. Just, you're just
0: practicing, Sam. I'm I gonna, was
1: practicing. That's right. That's right.
0: Well, that is fun. Um, what was... Do you, do you have a memorable or challenging experience from the earlier days that uh, maybe somebody that's trying to go in this career that you could give them some kind of advice?
1: You know, I mean, there's always going to be challenges, and, and this is just a hard industry to be in. Um, there's a lot of competition. Everybody wants to be famous, and I think that actually I, I find that in my opinion, uh, my experience that desiring fame is not the correct way to go into it. You become an actor because you can't imagine doing anything else. Like there's okay. nothing else that I could do that would bring me the same satisfaction, you know, until, until the Lord calls me into something else. Um, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I feel like if somebody is questioning whether or not they, they feel like they want to be an actor, that's, that's a good question to ask is, is there something else that you would also enjoy doing? You know, maybe you should do that because this is a tough business and it is, You know, you meet a lot of people who will stab you in the back, Um, there's a lot of people that will take advantage of you, there's a lot of people that will knock you down telling you you you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. So you really have to Mm. develop a thick skin and if you don't have that, that ability Mm. to do that, then, you know, maybe it's not really the business to be in.
0: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. one thing that um, um, one thing that I want to ask you, and then I'm going to show you a clip from Holy Plays. But um, how do you connect with a character on a personal level? Like, how do you a, emotionally, whether it's physically?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, if I have the opportunity to look at the entire script, say, usually when I'm preparing a character, it has to be really quick because of an audition. But when I get a role, um, usually I'm studying the script, trying to find out as much about this character as possible, trying to find things that we have in common. Um, so that I can relate and I can figure out, you know, how, how would this feel to, you know, in this instance for this character at this time? Um, and I just try to relate on that level. I'm not a method actor, so I don't like go all in and, you know, lose myself completely in a role. I try to, that's kind of dangerous in my opinion. Um, so I just try to do my best to relate as much as possible. And, and even if it's something, if there's something going on with the character that I can't relate to, um, I will try to find, well, how would they feel? at this moment and kind of relate it to something maybe I felt that way. I know what that feels like so I can bring that in.
0: Mm, Okay. So I want to share. Here's, here's one that I could totally relate to. It's just, I enjoy watching this one. Let me share my screen here.
1: That's okay. I got the dishes. I'll clean up after you two. I always do. Mom, thanks, mom. We're just gonna play some catch, mom.
0: Thank you, mom. You are the greatest. <laughs> uh, <sorry. Wait. laughs> uh. Harper.
1: Help. Oh, thank you.
0: Love you, mom. See you later.
1: Bye.
0: You know, when, when we're talking about connecting on an emotional level, like you had a lot of Facial expressions and how did you connect with that character, with that scene?
1: Well, I mean, if, I mean, I'm a mom, so I know what that feels like. Yeah. You know, of you know, your kids going off and being focused on something else and feeling a little bit taken advantage of, um, but not like angry about mm-hmm. it. Just like, Ugh, here we go again, that kind of a thing. And and it did help with direction too. Um, you know, the director was really helpful in how he wanted it to be done. And uh-huh. um, we, I, I like the voice, like the whole like you know that that little yes. voice kind of thing he was like let's do it like this um but you know the that's kind of part of the preparation you know you think you're going to do th- something one way or you feel like you would do something one way um and then the director helps you and says hey we're going to do it this mm. way or um but again I connected with that character because she's a mom and I get it you know I I, understand I totally family, I totally could so connect with that, to that character <laughs> and I
0: probably made those same facial expressions if you ask my kids Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But mine, mine didn't exactly. come back and I'm kiss me so and say I love you. That, that didn't happen. Yeah.
1: No, that, that was fantasy. <laughs> that was fantasy. <laughs>
0: oh, goodness. Um, and uh, we have a, uh, someone in the chat just says I can relate to that too. So that, that was such a great, yeah. that was such a great scene. Um, now, let's talk about the service dog. That's actually your service dog, isn't it? Correct.
1: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm.
0: So yes. um, tell us about, tell us about your uh, service dog and like how did it get a part in the movie?
1: Um, her name is Harper, and um, she's three years old, and obviously she's a Doberman Pinscher. Um, how it happens? So usually, I shouldn't say usually. Sometimes when I audition for a role, and they say, "Yeah, we want her," and then um, they find out that I have a service dog. Sometimes what happens is, "Oh, never mind, it's not going to work." Um, so when the director called me, and he said, "Hey, um, your agent told me that you have a service dog," um. You know, and immediately I was like, well, you know, I can, I have tools that I can use to cope with any episodes that I might have because I had to do it before I had her. It just makes things more complicated. So I told him, you know, if I have to leave her, it's fine. I will, because I was not going to lose this role. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I, I will, I'll just prepare myself. I, you know, I have the, the tools to manage if I have to. And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, I love it. I want to make your character have a service dog, too. And so I was very excited about that, and I, but I didn't know to what extent or what that would look like, you know. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, they like that scene that they did, that was probably one of the first ones with her with the baseball was one of the first ones that they shot. And that was the second take, I believe. And she, on her own, picked up the ball and tossed it. The first time she picked it up and didn't give it back. And the second mm-hmm. time we did it, she's like, oh, I get it. We're supposed to let it go. <laughs> and so she she rolled it back to him. But so that was, you know, and I love that, that they really included her that much. So she's mm-hmm. in the film itself. She's got a lot of little cameos, little, you know, they did a little insert shots. Mm-hmm. And um, then they even rewrote the script um, where my character is explaining mm-hmm. the surface dog, you know, which was really nice. So it's not like, why, why is there a service dog there? and Nobody ever talks about it kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like we actually, he rewrote it. And and we were able to talk about it. So that was really nice. Um, And I've had her in another project. It wasn't really a full project. It was a commercial Mm -hmm. um, where they allowed her to be in it with me, which was really nice. And she doesn't have to be in front of the camera. And that's what, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if, if, uh, you know, casting directors think that she has to be because she doesn't. She can sit and she's done it before, you know, off in the corner. Mm -hmm. um, And she'll just kind of keep an eye on me from there. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I really love it when yeah. she gets to be a part So of it. it's
0: unique because I've never seen a doberman as a service dog. Correct. You know there's always labs or yep. you know the stereotypical service dog. Yes. Um so why did you choose a doberman and being that breed is that does that hinder you from getting roles just from the breed alone?
1: Um well to answer that one first, no because people don't usually know I have a doberman when they do oh, a service okay. dog they don't know what that because I don't tell them. If she's a doberman, I just show up. Okay. Um, so, um, so most people don't realize. And, no, and most of the people that have met her on set aren't afraid because of the breed. So that's nice. Um, but how we got her um, or why I chose a Doberman, one, because I'm a little bit stubborn and I did not want to have one of the Fab Four, um, which are the common breeds that you would see as service animals. Not that I have anything against those dogs because I love all dogs. It's mm-hmm. just for me, I was like, I don't really – I want to be different. I want to do something mm-hmm. different. And, um, and I honestly – whenever we got her right before we got her, my husband and I, we had three dogs already and two of them were senior dogs. And then one of them was not a good fit. So we were actively looking for a very you know, a nice home for him. And we had talked about when our senior dogs passed that we're just going to be without dogs for a while because it's a lot of work, a lot of work. So um, in the meantime, I was seeing a therapist and everything and because of, of issues that I didn't realize I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was talking to a friend of mine about, all of this stuff. And this friend lives in Missouri, um, in the Springfield area. And she's also a dog trainer, so, but she also has a service dog. She has similar issues that I do. And she was like, you know, have you ever thought about getting a service dog? And I'm like, no, I never thought about that. So I went to my husband and I said, hey, this is what she said. And he's like, if you think it'll help you. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a, like, uh, you know, I felt like that was God. And then Mm -hmm. the search was on for what kind of breed, and I really didn't know. And he said, well, what about a Doberman? Well, and then I had gone to my therapist and talked Mm -hmm. to her about it, and she agreed too, because that's really important that you make sure you get your medical team on your side. Um, And so anyway, he was like, what about a Doberman? I did some research. I didn't apparently do enough research because all the stuff I was finding was like, oh yeah, she might might work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so, one event after another like god just opened the doors like some amazing things that wouldn't have happened to confirm that this was the dog i was supposed to have um had he closed those doors i probably would have looked for a different breed but he just showed us every step of the way and it's a really cool story but he just showed us every step of the way that yes you're supposed to have this dog looking back now and knowing what i know about doberman they're not ideal like you'll see some and and there's always a unicorn that's what they call them unicorns uh dogs that you know are, are outside of breed standard. But the, the the Doberman standard temperament is not really great mm-hmm. for service work because right. they are bred for personal mm-hmm. protection. So it, sure. to, to work against that is really difficult. Um so she's and she's very very calm. Not all Doberman are that calm. She's been calm since she was a puppy. So it's just there were things that worked in my favor that had I known now about what I know about Dobermans, I probably would not have selected. On it over my... continuation of live interview with renee michaels cast in this and um again i was i was surprised uh i really really wanted it because it was kind of right in my genre that i like to always go for and um when i got the email saying that i that they offered me the role um the my casting or my um, agent had told them that i have a service dog so the director called me and he's like hey um i heard you have a service dog and right away i'm like oh um you know I, as I mentioned in our earlier version of this, um, I have coping mechanisms that help me in case I can't have her with me. It just makes things a lot more difficult for me because then I have to focus on if I'm going to have an episode, I have to be ready for that rather than just letting me relax and do my job. And she can tell me if I'm getting ready to have an episode. Um, but I, I can do it. Um, so I said, Hey, I don't have to have her. And he's like, yes, absolutely. I want her in it. And, um, he rewrote it so that my character had a service dog, and then also rewrote the script so that there was a scene specifically where I would explain her uh, to one of the other characters in the story. Owen cared for everybody that he knew. Especially you two. Mm-hmm. I know how Levi's feeling, but for me at least I have Harper. I remember when you got your first service dog. Yeah, it was soon after we lost Jesse. Yeah, I never knew that... How much difference a service animal can make in a person's life? Yeah, I didn't either. Mm. Of course, it took a few years to get a proper diagnosis, but having her has been such a blessing. Mm.
0: And in Holy Flicks, um, in the trailer, uh, there's a guy standing in the background, just kind of making, you know, moves and noises. And uh, is he a ghost?
1: He is. So he's a he. He starts off alive in the story, and then he passes away. Um, and uh, the story is that the, um, the kid, the guy that plays my son, he's a filmmaker, he graduated college and wants to get into the film industry, but didn't know how, didn't have the money to produce something that would be of significance to get recognition. And so uh, he was gonna start off making a short film and then the uncle passes away and leaves him with some money. But the uh, the contingency is that it has to be a face-based film. So the uncle comes back as a ghost and he's kind of like encouraging him and helping him accomplish that.
0: Gotcha. And now do you, because the kid sees him, your, your son in the, in the um, movie season, but is there, do you ever get to see him
1: further on down? I don't. I never see the ghost. Nobody else sees him. Um, I think there's one other character. Oh, you know, I take that back. There's one other character that shows up that does see him, but most of us in there don't ever see him.
0: Okay. Well, it was. It looks really, really good. It's funny. Uh, do you have any information on that when that's going to be released? Or?
1: So you can actually, I, I think I can say this. Um, but you can actually stream it on OKMovieStreams.com or OKMoviesStream. It's one of those stream okaymoviestream or OKMoviesStream.com, um, and they post the the company or the production company that produced that film. They put all of theirs on there, and they have changing. Uh, you know, they're adding new projects all the time. But uh, that's a new release that's on there. So if anybody wants to go there and check it out, do it because I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Live streams. I always like to give boards to wisdom. So, can you leave us with some words of wisdom? About
1: anything? Yeah. Yeah. That God is in control of everything, and um, He blesses people um, who follow Him. And uh, and it's just really important that um, if you don't know Jesus, that you seek Him. And um, you know, He's He's gonna. The world is going crazy, and He's the only answer. There you go. Well said. All right. Well, I hope that you have a blessed day and um, and I and to all your endeavors. Thank you. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. bye. Bye.